Hello everyone, um, welcome to this next episode of the Startup Inside podcast. This podcast is a show to just chat, where I chat with people who work in startups and people who are building great products, people who are, who are working at great companies. And then we just chat about some concepts, probably around marketing, technology, operations, so that you can take this knowledge and use it to grow your own business, use it to grow your own startup. Today, I am so lucky to have Ifedayo on the show, Ifedayo of Paystack.com. Paystack is a Nigerian fintech company that allows um, businesses seamlessly receive money online. Well, the business has, the, the, the startup has been um, talked about as that startup that makes it really, really easy for you to accept payment online. Um, so, um, through this podcast, we're going to be talking about what are the things to put into consideration when you're building for the customers? What, what are the nuances you should focus on when you're trying to build for the customer? So, um, Ifedayo, thank you so much for coming to the show. And can you please tell us about you? Thank you so much for having me, Olua So, yes, like you previously mentioned, my name is Ifedayo Aliu. I currently work with user operations team at Paystack. And basically what that means is I help Paystack merchants to receive payment or to grow their businesses through seamless payment processing from their customers from all over the world. And I specifically um, work with helping merchants integrate Paystack into their website, into their mobile app, like just helping them basically, like whatever they need to do to use Paystack. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there to help them with it. Great. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for that introduction. Well, so I know your role is one of the most crucial role on the team because if if customers don't use the product, we are not in business. <laughs> right. So um, so just just give me a, a quick hint. What does your day to day look like? Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so basically, right now, currently on the user operations team, we have BPOs that work with us like to help resolve customer issues. So when a customer reaches out to Paystack, when they need help integrating Paystack to their mobile app, their website, or whatever use case they have, you know, we have different types of customers on Paystack. Sure. We have we have travel agencies that want to use mm. Paystack, receive payments from thousands and even millions of customers. So, so in that case, they reach out and then our BPO is on standby to help them. And all the technical issues that the BPO is unable to help with, or like all the inquiries that they are unable to help with, then bring forward to me. So my day-to-day basically involves like helping the BPO to do their work better, making sure that they are helping our merchants. And then if there are any any like um, issue that they need to escalate to, to the team, then I will be on standby to also help. And that also involves like once in a while getting on calls with merchants, like seeing their integration, maybe like whatever they need to do to complete their integration to face that and yeah, just basically helping them resolve issues. Great. That's, that's it. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So let's just jump right to the the first chat here. Um, what exactly should startups be looking out for when they want to build for customer? What, what are the most important things you should be looking out for when you really, really want to build a product that customers love? 
I think the most important thing that I don't know almost everyone um, owning a startup should know is that the aim is to solve the customer's problem. Mm. Like like that always say like the goal is to solve a problem. Like whatever product you are building, is it solving a customer's problem? Somewhere, some someone somewhere in the world they like be able to use this product and really solve their problem. And then how will you go about solving that problem? Like you are not building the product for yourself. Sure. You are building so that from all over the world or from if it is a particular category are able to like use the product. So I think that's the most important thing. Like if if you give this product to this particular category of people, this user persona, like will they be able to affect the product? Mm-hmm. What is going to be their reaction or what feedback would they have after using your product? Is that the expected feedback that you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's like the that's just briefly what you mean. Wow, great, great. Thank you for that insight. So I'm just, I'm just curious, right? Um, what is the most shocking revelation you have seen? Um, maybe while working on, on maybe while working with a merchant or working with a customer, um, probably you thought they were going to love the product this way, or you thought they were going to love this future, and then it happens that someone, something else is is what they love. So what, what is that? Can you try to remember any most shocking revelation you have found while working and deploying product for customers? So a lot of people have this skepticism about paying with their card. Like if they go to a website and they have to make payments and they have to input their card details, like some people will feel somehow about that. And if they can avoid it, they will try to avoid inputting their card details into their website. And because of that, um, we introduced this very amazing and very interesting payment option called pay with transfer so that people can pay via bank transfer that way they do not have to input their card details into the website to make payments and we knew that this payment channel was going to be very very successful because that's what customers wanted all they had to do was go to their checkout page generate an account number and make a transfer to that account number and the transaction will be successful so and we all we, we prepared for like different edge cases like thought about different ways that customers could approach the channel we even had an automatic refund process so that in case the transaction was not successful the customer could get their money back and they could get like they could be automatically refunded and we would not have to deal with that the shocker was that we're processing a lot more refund than we expected especially when the channel first launched and that was because many customers did not make the payments like they don't make the transfer within the 30 minutes window that we had stipulated some would take the account number to their bank to make the payments and all of that and because of that because of that shocker we had i mean because of that reason we had to like process more refunds because the transactions some of the transactions were failing and we had to keep processing more refunds and due to that reason you know the user operations team gave the feedback to our product team so that we can optimize for the best best customer experience and after that, the, the product operations team like did their magic and everything. And the refund number dropped drastically, like it dropped drastically. And that payment channel is like one of our best payment channels now. Like the success rate is like very, very amazing. Like customers enjoy using that payment channel. And that was because we put into, we, we like got feedback from our customers and we put it into use to like refine the product and to optimize for reliability. So when you actually got that code shocker, um, so what 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 was the approach? Was the approach to try to get them to love it, or try to stop it and focus on what they really want? 
So I think the first thing we did was just like look through the transaction trends mm-hmm. and see customers reacted and also customers that complained like look through a few, a few of the emails that they sent and like just understand where they were coming from and what they expected the, the product to and then when we understood that like we worked better at transactions that were failing we worked better at like refunding them back to the customers so that they would not reach out to us saying oh i'm not debited and i could not where's my money like oh yeah transaction so we just worked out to make sure that because with regards to the timeline of 30 minutes we could not change anything they had to make the payment within that method so what we did was put that structure so that in case the transaction failed they would get their money back immediately like almost immediately so there was an automatic refund that that, that we put in place so that at least customers would not be angry or like would not yeah. have any like even if you're not able to pay you get your money back almost immediately and you can try another payment channel or you can try payment Mm. Well, that's 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 pretty great. Great, thank you so much for that insight. Um, so w- one thing you said um, that really caught my attention was how um, the team had to look into the history of what exactly it, what exactly it looks like. Because even in my own time of working with with some startups. Sometimes they just generalize and say, oh, this is not working or this is working. But going into the data and trying to see the depth to, to which um, things are so that you can make perfect um, resolution. That, that's really good. Okay, so let's just move on, right? Um, so how then do you try to... Uh, uh, what, what are your advice or how do you think a startup should look into understanding what the product what the customer wants right you know sometimes we just want to we, we thought this is what they need and then we just build for them but um how, how do we what are your advice about figuring out what exactly the customer wants so we can build that yeah, I think the main thing is to know your customers. Like, you need to understand and know how your customers think. And if you are in a B2B sector, you should also know your customers' customers. Because mm, okay. one of the things that we do with is like, most of the times, the issue is not even with our customers, mm. it's with our customers' customers that we have to like put them into consideration also while, while building the products. So you just understand your customers, if possible, like test with your customers and like bring in a couple of them or like do some user researches. And then with that, you can understand, you can see how your customers think. You you like, you might be shocked in some cases to know that you were thinking along this line and your customers are not even thinking in that line at all. So like you need to understand and know, do your research, know your customer, talk to your customers, review the past um, history of like dealing with your customers and then use that to build or to design your products and also do not assume like that's one that's another important mm. like i think that oh by default customers will do this customers will do that because you might be disappointed when you will out the <laughs> and customers do not behave that way so yeah just know your customer do your research and do not assume mm. great those are like three super tips i like the part where you talk about know your customers customers because <laughs> The, yeah. the the customer might I mean the customer might create an account but they still need their own customer to actually pay in and then yeah. perform some certain type of action so those are really really great so I was going to ask what what do you think is the role of documentation in really understanding the customer intent 
so you know we're talking about that backstage um so how how much what is the role of having a good documentation in your um, customer deployment operations okay I feel like documentation is like one of the most important tools that you can have as a startup. Like the documentation basically will save you from a lot of stress mm-hmm. and you just like you're able to meet your, your customer's expectations much faster. Like in, in other developed or more developed countries, with documentation, the, the probability of customers reaching out to you is like extremely low because most of the times they can just like search and find what they need like you've documented it for them to see and they can work on the product they can integrate the product on themselves without needing much help from you but in nigeria people still use documentation but like not as much but still like it is very very important like even if they reach out you will be able to direct them to documentation mm. that way can like your customers can get all the help they need like and even internally too documentation is important like people come and go in teams it is that document that people that come will be able to use to help others or like to teach others and they will be able to help others so like if an engineer leaves your team and another person comes obviously you will not call the previous engineer and tell them oh can you explain to this person like you need to have proper documentation like it's literally one of the most important things and nothing is too little to document as long as Part of the product as long as it's essential to the product like mm. just write it document it and make it available for people to use like whatever you have to do more than one time even if it's an action or whatever mm. just document someone somewhere will still need that one of sure. your customers will in time like so it is very very important to document and the documentation like you are even like if customers which there's an issue even with regulations and regulatory issues like mm. you are like because you've documented everything down so like your customer can come and say, oh, this was this, like everything is in our documentation. Mm. If, if you don't see it, you can redirect them to it. Like it gives consent, it gives like expectations, like the customers know what to expect when they check your documentation. And most of the time, you don't have to do any ad heavy lifting with your support because you've written down everything in like very simple terms for your customers to understand. Wow, that's that's really great. That's really great. Um, I remember one of the past episodes of this podcast, an engineer, I mean, we're, to- we're talking about um, how to get the best engineering team on your on your startup. And then he said the same thing, that people come and go, but documentations would help you make sure you um, maintain the standards. Great. So, um, um, yeah, I think those are all my questions. Um, so what, what would be your last advice for a startup who's trying to build a customer-centric product? I know Paystack is well known for having the customer <laughs> at heart. Um, I've read a lot of articles and a lot of Twitter thread, threads about people saying, oh, it's really seamless and all that. So what is the advice you have for someone building a startup and trying to build a startup to be a customer-centric business? I think one thing I would say is don't under underrate or don't undermine the effort of customer support because mm. it's like one of the, I think like it's one of the most underrated sections in tech, but it is one of the most important sections. Like that's actually what will build your brand, your brand to the outside world. Like mm. your customers and who they will interact on your team will determine a lot about the way you do your brand. Like most companies these days do not spend a lot of money on um, branding or like just like True. the way people. Them. But like what the interaction that their customers have with their product and with their support or their tech support team goes mm. along with that brand. Like m- many people know this an article and say, oh, we are this, we are that. 
it is your customers that will fight for you that will say that oh my god i had this experience with this product and like yeah their interaction was very seamless and they had a very clear communication with me and like i really enjoyed like using this product and interacting with their team so yeah on that mind like when you're building when you're hiring engineers when you're hiring designers and all of that like i have good people to work supports for you whether it's tech support or like just the customer support like put so much effort into it and like yeah that will really go a very very long way it's not enough to just build a good product so you need the best support team to also work for your product great great thank you so much for that rich insight um thank you pedayo for coming on the podcast uh, I, I really like it because it's it's one area that is not so much talked about and then um i'm happy that you were able to expose a lot of a lot of these areas and i mean like you said we're in the area of social media a, a twitter thread could probably make or break a product because some people would just say oh i had the same experience and da 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 da, da and everything you thought you built start um, turning into another direction. Thank you so much, Ifeda. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I hope when I reach out to you again, you would oblige me the opportunity to have you on the show again. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, Please tune in to the other episodes. They promise to be as insightful as as this. And please share with your friends, share on your social profiles. And let's try to get a lot of startup founders to listen to this knowledge so that they can build better business and better products. Thank you guys and have a great time. <laughs>